Hi there, and welcome back to 35,000 Feet. I'm Kylie. And I'm Alexa. And we're your hosts of today's podcast. We are so excited to have Abdul. Um, tune in today all the way from Tanzania, um, a country in Eastern Africa, and share with us his experience as a guide on Mount Kilimanjaro, having climbed this mountain over 100 times. So crazy. Which is insane. Yeah. And he has so many great pieces of advice, so many stories that are unique from his, you know, life growing up in Tanzania and some really inspiring tidbits to share with us. Yeah, if you've ever wanted to, I've always, I mean, I've always thought about it, but it's never been like the top of my bucket list. But after having this conversation, it really inspired me to be like, wow, that is something I want to do. And it's so fun to hear his perspective of like business there and climbing it and leading people to the top. And it is so, so different, but I think it was so inspiring to hear it from his perspective and all the things that he has to share about it. And it was honestly just really insightful. So I think this will be a great episode for anyone, but specifically if you've ever been interested in climbing Kilimanjaro, this could be the perfect episode for you. Yes. Or any mountain at all. Like there, I've climbed Kilimanjaro once and I'm inspired to do it twice. So come (laughs) Come learn with me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's head right into the episode. Fine, Katie. How are you? I'm doing so good. How are you? Everything's good here. Good. Where Where are you right now? I know it's it's very late for you. Are you in Moshi with your family? I'm just home. Uh, my family, uh, my wife and the two kids, uh, they went to visit uh, my wife's parents. Oh, fun! Do they live nearby or in a different in a different village? Yeah, different village. Yeah, their, their village is located uh, on the base of Mount Kilimanjaro. Wow, that's so great. Yeah. Well, it's so great to talk with you again. I think it's been a few months. You've been chatting with Andrew, but I haven't chatted with you in a while, so it just makes me so happy to talk with you again. <laughs> You're very much welcome. I'm happy to. And I'm here. I actually have my uh, my friend Alexa here with me. I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, Abdul. It's very nice to meet you. <laughs> I was telling her... Ah, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Alexa loves to travel too, and I believe Kilimanjaro is on her bucket list as well. So when I was telling her about you and about, you know, the trips that, that, that we're doing, we thought, how cool would it be for her to get to meet you and for us to kind of ask you a few questions about Kilimanjaro and about Tanzania and, and your family? What we're doing is we're actually wanting to ask these questions so that we can share them with other people who might have questions about, you know, Kilimanjaro, you, Tanzania, and I think it'll be just a really kind of fun, a fun thing. So just very casual, but um, does that sound good if we just ask you some questions? Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. okay. (laughs) Awesome. Well, why don't you kind of tell us your story. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? What do you do? <laughs> I grew up uh, in Arusha, in a, in a region uh, near Moshi. It's called Arusha. My father used to be a soldier working for the Tanzanian army of uh, 20 years, but he's now retired. And uh, I started working on the mountain after secondary school. I started as a poster on uh, 2005. 
I had uh, so many trips to the mountain as a porter, uh, supporting uh, climbers to the mountain to reach their dreams. Uh, then I become a mess attendant. Uh, I used to help uh, the chef on the mountain, serving food from the kitchen uh, to the table for the climbers. Uh, then uh, the company I used to work with uh, just recommending me to go to the Kilimanjaro National Park to study and uh, to be a guide. Yeah, then I had a course, they trained me to be a guide. Then I, I, they have an examination for us. Then I passed the examination and I got a, a guide license. Then I became a guide officially 2012. On 2012. Then I started leading people to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. I leaded a lot of people to the top of the mountains. And uh, most of the trips I did on Kilimanjaro they were very successful. You remember Kylie, we were together, I think it was uh, uh, 2014. 2015, I think May of 2015, you took Andrew and I successfully to the top. I remember that very clearly. And at the top, me and uh, my assistant guy called the Alan. Do you remember Alan? I remember Alan. Yes, I do. Yeah, we just uh, carried you for the photo at the top. <laughs> and I remember that very well. We went back to uh, visit my village. I do. Rem- I remember that very well, and I remember... Abdul, that you literally had to carry me up the last part of the mountain because I was so tired. You are yeah, the best guide. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was very important for you to reach the top of the mountain. <laughs> you see, I've been uh, working on Kilimanjaro for so long, so I have enough experience. I know that uh, people spend a lot of money to come to climb Kilimanjaro. It's expensive. Also, people dreamed for so long, uh, many years, to climb Kilimanjaro. So it's very important. And many people also, they are doing a once-in-a-lifetime. So it's a very special thing. And Mount Kilimanjaro is an is a, is a awesome experience. So I have to be careful. I have to respect uh, people spending their money. I have to make them uh, reach their dreams. That's, that's my happiness. Adorable. <laughs> you are... And like I said, I, I, I really meant it when I said, Abdul, you are the best guide on Kilimanjaro, not only, I think, for your talent and how many times you've, you've climbed it, but also just how much you care about the people that are with you. And I know that that really touched me when I first met you. And it's one of the reasons, you know, we're still friends today and you check up, you know, on, on Andrew and I for every Every holiday, you remember our birthdays. It's just, it's really special. And I just want to thank you for that. I want to say thank you. You are always welcome. (laughs) See, I was doing, I'm normally doing my job. So I probably uh, want the best. That's it. But uh, if I'm the best, I I thank God for that. Yeah. And Abdul, I'd love to... I'd love to maybe talk a little bit more about um, your family, maybe where you live. Um, could you maybe tell us where you live and kind of what, if yeah. about your family a little bit? Yeah. Yes, uh, I have a wife. Uh, her name is uh, Jacqueline. But once I married her, uh, she changed it to from you know, uh, uh, if you get married, woman has to convert and follow the man. So she was Christian and now she's Islamic. Her new name was Jasmine. And uh, I married her, and we blessed it for two kids. Uh, my uh, firstborn, 
uh, he is eight years, and my second born she is four years. Uh, the first born, his name is Ki. He was born when I became a guy. Yeah. I mean, like uh, a year before I became a guy. Yeah. It was uh, 2011, and I give him the name of Ki, Ki like a Ki. And he, he was the, I, I thought from a that to be a guy, he, he is like a key to my success. Because uh, something was changed at that time. Also, my second born, her name is Adia, and she is uh, doing very good. And we are very happy as a family. Also, in our, in our family, I mean, like in my father's, we are six, three boys and three sisters. I mean, I'm talking about siblings. Yes. And uh, my, other, my other two brothers, my elder brother is uh, also a guy. He, he has been climbing Kilimanjaro before me. I followed him to climb Kilimanjaro. He showed me a lot of things. He taught me a lot. And uh, my uh, other brother is a, he's not my business partner. I'm working with him. His name is Yamadi. I'm working with him uh, organizing Kilimanjaro trips. And where I'm living, I'm just living in the countryside. I'm living in the village. I always love to not stay in the cities because uh, I used to stay in Arusha when I, where I grew up. But after my father retired, we moved into Moshi in the, in the rural area. It's not a uh, town, it's a village. Very, it's a very genuine. You visited, you saw. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just, we're just living in the village. That's why I love the, uh, the name you gave, you and Andrew gave me my company name now. I mean, Kilimanjaro by Country Adventures. I love it too. Uh, it's, it's so yeah, fitting. Yeah, you give me a uh, couple names so that I can choose or think which is better to call my company. Then uh, I choose Kilimanjaro Back Country Adventures because I'm also staying in the, in the countryside. So I love that. I love that too. And so a little bit of history, when I first met you, Abdul, we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro together. And then right after we finished, I remember you inviting Andrew and I to come stay with you and your family in Moshi. And so that was such a special experience. So I can envision exactly where you live. And I wanted to follow up. I know that you were in the process of building a house at that time. Have, are you still working on that? Is How, how is that going? Still working. Uh, my house is now. You see, because uh, not getting a big profit on my Kilimanjaro trucks, so it goes very slowly. Now I am on top. I put yeah. it on top of the house. So now I'm, I moved it to the big house, but isn't finished well. Isn't finished the, all the doors. Some few doors are finished. The, so and uh, some windows, and I just build the uh, inside toilet. So I'm using the house. Gonna be finished soon. I, I know that we are really working on getting more more climbers, more travelers to Kilimanjaro, and it's such a beautiful place. That's why we're excited to ask you some questions today because more people should go and experience it. And it's you know it's there's such 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 an incredible beauty about it. So we're really excited to be sending more people there. Very happy about the trip that you are bringing to us because uh, many people are getting jobs. Like uh, you see. All the porters that I'm using on the Kilimanjaro trips are from my village. Yeah. And uh, as I've mentioned, is that, uh, I'm, I'm staying in the village. I'm not staying in town. In towns, it's where more Kilimanjaro uh, companies are. Uh, in Arusha town, Moshi town, many Kilimanjaro company, Kilimanjaro trekking companies, they are SD in towns. 
Yes. So in a village like where I'm living, there is no job opportunities. Most people, they are just uh, depending on going to the farms and do uh, rice farming, but they're not getting uh, money that they can uh, help them to move forward, to make their families live well. So yeah. I'm taking uh, more, all the porters that uh, I'm taking to the mountain. I mean, all the trips that we are bringing to me. Yeah. I'm using porters uh, from my village. So yeah. more people, they're getting jobs. More people, they're improving their lives. I have porters that uh, they are they already uh, rice farm. I have uh, porters that uh, they uh, bought uh, some small plots. They want to build the houses. Mm-hmm. So these are all success we get from you guys. So we're very happy for that. And uh, the society they recognize you, they respect you, they honor you, they're happy for you because uh, their boys they get in jobs. We hope that anytime soon that everything uh, will change in our village. My house will be finished because we are getting more attacks from you guys. And probably I have an idea to buy a new I mean a car to for the transport. So we, we think that in a very soon everything I mean many things will change. Many things will change. From my I mean the boys, me and all that depending on the female trading. Yes. That's one thing I've always really respected about you, Abdul. I believe that uh, after maybe a couple of years, when you come back to the village, you will meet uh, potters uh, very happy. Which they will show you maybe houses, their houses, probably. Uh, you see, because uh, I'm just guiding them very well. After they got money from the mountain, they come back to the village. I show them uh, good ways, uh, what to do in life, what to do not to do, be successful what they should, they should follow and all that. So maybe in a very soon, uh, when you come back again in Tanzania to visit our village, you will see all the success. Yes. And I wanted to say that's one thing I've always respected about you, Abdul, is that you think of other people, of your, you know, your family, your friends, your villagers, even before yourself, and you're so willing to help them succeed in in life. And that's why that's one thing that I recognized very quickly when I first met you. And it's why I'm very excited that you know, we are working together and that, you know, we are on a team together and really excited to send more people to Mount Kilimanjaro because it's it's amazing the impact that that can have in so many people's lives. And I actually have something exciting to tell you, Abdul. Do you want to hear it? So I will actually be coming to Tanzania in like three weeks, the beginning of July. Uh, I guess four weeks, July, around July 10th. Oh, nice. That's good news. And I would love to come a couple days early and come stay, stay with you and your family in your village. So I'm excited and I'll be able to. (laughs) This is your home. This is your home. You need to come here anytime. If you come to Tanzania as your second home. (laughs) It is. It is definitely my second home. And, um, it's going to be just like the first time we met, and it's going to be really fun. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited that you're coming. This, this is this <laughs> Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, it just happened. You come tomorrow. <laughs> I should come tomorrow. I just found out actually yeah. last, last night that, that it was officially happening. So that's why I was waiting to tell you until today. <laughs> oh, wow. The thing about, the, about uh, more villagers to get jobs. Uh, 
from uh, the climate trips that were bringing to us. It's like I believe that uh, God maybe chosen me to be like a, a method for them to get jobs and to improve their lives, to make changes. Yeah, yeah. You see, uh, as you visited here, Africa, we are still very far behind, you know? So, no more families, they are very poor. Yeah, so, this trip they are bringing here is a very, very big luck for us. It's, yeah. a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yeah. Abdul, I'm curious, yeah. how many times have you climbed Kilimanjaro? I think it's more than 100 times. Wow. I would guess. Yeah, I've been to the top of Kilimanjaro more than, more than 70, probably seven, more than 70. Wow. I have a lot of, lot of stories of, about people I took to the top. Interesting stories and uh, stories that can be amazing. So, yeah. Actually, Abdul, I would love to maybe dive into some of those stories just briefly. You don't have to mention names or anything, but what has been one of the most inspirational stories that you have experienced or amazing stories taking climbers up Kilimanjaro? Oh, I took uh, an old man of uh, 70 years old to the top of Kilimanjaro. That was amazing because uh, it's not uh, easy for old people to get to the top of Kilimanjaro, but uh, if you have a good guide, a good team, people who are caring, people who are respecting, people who know uh, the importance of you to get to the top, people know the importance of where you come to climb Kilimanjaro. They will be patient. They will give you all the time in the world to reach the top. Uh, they will not care about the time. They will not care about the cold. They will not care about maybe uh, could be a storm or whatever. But we know that as guides, uh, as good guides, you have to recognize that hours to the summit of Kilimanjaro is difficult, it's not easy. You have to make your own efforts, but it's something you have to tolerate. You have to tolerate because it's few hours. It's only few hours. So that, that's what uh, I can share with you, that I, I took the top of uh, an old man of 70 years old. I also, I, there is a time I took... Uh, couple they get the top and the guy proposed to the woman and uh, the guy uh, sit down and uh, bring the ring and it was a very nice thing for me yeah lot of stories there are some people i took to the top uh, they have their uh, lovely ones uh, who died uh, get to the top they, they strew the ashes just to forget them those that who died uh, and i also uh, took the guy to the top of Kilimanjaro, he get there and he threw the ring, the, the, the marriage ring. He threw it and he, I asked him why. He told me that he had a wife and they divorced. Then he want to forget her and uh, find another wife and continue with a new life. So those are, I've got many stories. Those are, those are some of them. Wow, I'm sure you have so many stories from inspiring to funny to everything. That is that is incredible. And the oldest person you've taken up Kilimanjaro then was you said 70, 70 years old or more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah I, I I took him with my brother, you know, my elder brother. His name yes. is Juno. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. I'm curious, do you know the youngest traveler that You've taken up Kilimanjaro? 
or the youngest traveler who's climbed yeah, Kilimanjaro? Uh, yeah, I, I took. I need to ask them uh, the, how old are they, but uh, they're below uh, 12, 12 years. Wow. Wow. So children yeah. even are able yeah, to climb. Wow. But, but you know, when we took, when we're taking uh, children uh, on the mountain, you see, um, there is a condition that uh, children under 10 years, they should not go beyond 3,000 meters on yeah. Kilimanjaro. So, I mean, uh, beyond... I mean, beyond 10 years, they should keep going. So I took 12 years old uh, going to the Kilimanjaro, to the top of Kilimanjaro, and it was very nice trip. So the children also, they are uh, we welcoming them to Kilimanjaro. Uh, the other thing we do for, if we have children on our Kilimanjaro trips, we normally add in extra porter. Yeah. Uh, we have this extra porter to carry the small a backpack of the children so that the children uh, can be lighter and they be comfortable and, and save energy for the family. I love that. That's, that's what we do. So we have many techniques of making, <laughs> of, of making sure that people get into the top of Kilimanjaro. I guess. We have a plan A, plan B, <laughs> plan C. So if plan A fails, we use plan B. If plan B fails, we use plan C. If it, if it means to be we take back because uh, yeah. we, we know that someone's life is more important yeah. than the mountain because the mountain is, is always be there. Yes, yes. But, but someone's life is more important. So we have, uh, like, the team that uh, we are having now, we are working with the guys. The guys, they are well-trained, uh, they are first aider, uh, they went to school, they know how to deal with uh, injury, to deal with... Uh, uh, diseases on the mountain. They know how to deal with all these diseases that will happen on the mountain. Also, high altitude sickness. Yes. They know how to deal with them. So everything is set here. That's speaking from the wisdom of someone who's climbed Kilimanjaro over 100 times. You can definitely hear how much experience that you have and your team has, and that's so incredible. One thing I would love maybe to to ask you, Abdul, there are many people that that will probably hear this, that are listening to this, who have never climbed Kilimanjaro, maybe who have never heard of Kilimanjaro, or don't really know what the experience is like. I would love for you to just briefly tell, kind of walk through what the experience is like climbing Kilimanjaro, and maybe like what what is a porter, what is a guide, what do you do day to day? And I know there are different routes, but maybe just in general. What is an experience hiking Kilimanjaro like? Kilimanjaro, first, first of all, Kilimanjaro is a life-changing experience. I agree. You know that. I, I do know that, yeah. Kilimanjaro is a life-changing You see, the people, only the people could be experienced, could be a good experience for, I mean, the people in Tanzania, how they are charming, how they are happy to have guests here, how they are uh, very good and welcoming people, you see? Only people is a good experience. Also, the other thing, uh, on Kilimanjaro is a not a very difficult mountain. Kilimanjaro is a very friendly mountain. Anybody can climb Kilimanjaro, but you have to be like in a good shape. That's also a matter. Uh, but you don't need to have very fit, you see? So it's a very friendly mountain. You can work out only for two weeks and climb Kilimanjaro, see? So Kilimanjaro is a very friendly mountain. We have different routes. We have uh, routes for those who think they can go fast. We have routes uh, for people that uh, they are not fit. We have uh, many days 
we have few uh, we have uh, few days to climb Kilimanjaro to reach the top of Kilimanjaro and back. So Kilimanjaro is very friendly to the mountain. Anybody can climb Kilimanjaro because uh, also people, we also have people who has asthma. Do you know that? Asthma, yes, yeah. Yeah, like like, like the last trek we had from uh, the Canela trek. I mean, a Canela expedition. Yeah. The trek we had from you guys, uh, we had one climber. She had asthma, yeah. and she reached the top of Kilimanjaro safe and sound. Before the trek, she was asking me if she will be safe, and I told her that you are in a very good hands, so you should not worry. You should be positive. Yes. Think you have to be positive. Second thing. You have to walk gradually. In Swahili, we say pole pole. Pole pole. I remember that. Yeah. I still remember. remember that. <laughs> yeah. I use that. Also, you have to take you have to take good hydration. Yeah. Also, you have to acclimatize. The guy will reach the camp and take you uh, higher to uh, to acclimatize and come back to the camp. Like we we say, the climb high, sleep low. So we do all that to make sure that uh, we have uh, successful tricks. And you, as you know, we have a very good record of taking people to the top of Kilimanjaro. I do know that. Do you know what that what that record is, Abdul? Can you can you share that? Well, I need to sit down and find my records. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's it's in the high it's in the high nineties though, so you can be. But like uh, last June. Yep. We had, uh, I mean, last year in June, we had 20 climbers from Oman. Wow. And the, from 20 climbers from Oman, we had uh, we had to took more than uh, uh, 68 porters. I mean, 68 porters. 68 so, porters. That is a lot of porters. Yes, a lot of porters. And the, all the climbers, 20 climbers, they reached to the top of Kilimanjaro, except one guy. Oh, was uh, he was old and he was a cancer survivor, so it wasn't easy for him to to struggle to get to the top. But the others, they reached to the top of Kilimanjaro safe and sound. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was not easy. Like uh, <laughs> many companies, if you're giving them a big group, yeah, it will be difficult for to give to have more climbers to reach the top. Yes. And in, as you as you know that uh, almost all the climbers that we were being. Yeah, pretty much all of them. And I, I want to say real quick, so when Abdul yeah, which leads... Is, which, is, which is not easy. It's not easy. When Abdul, when you lead treks up Kilimanjaro, you know, most of the people are making it to the top. 90, 95, 99%. We don't know exactly what it is, but if that's that's incredible. Like, way to go. And I, you've really, really trained and practiced to be able to do this so well. And it's just... I just want to, you need a big round of applause right now. <laughs> um, we're doing a lot, lot, of, lot of, uh, of stuff to make sure that uh, our Kilimanjaro tricks are successful. Like uh, we're now seeing a lot on, on our Kilimanjaro tricks. The, 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 the crew, they almost, they singing almost every day, singing and dancing with the climbers mm-hmm. on the mountain to give them, to give the climbers good motivation, to give I love that. That's that's also a very good thing on our Kilimanjaro trip. Most people love that. I love that. Yeah, and also, when you are on our Kilimanjaro trip, those camping, I mean, when we we do camping routes, our tents are very good. And uh, we also 
also very nice. So uh, <laughs> instead, instead of instead of the climbers to go to use uh, the public toilets on the mountain, I'm not talking uh, badly about the Kilimanjaro National Park, but uh, you may find many groups at, at the at one campsite, and it could be traffic for one toilet or two toilets at the at the campsite. But we have the mobile toilet, a private toilet that only uh, these climbers that are coming with us they are using. So it's private toilet and it is very good. They are very clean. Many tricks. I mean, many climbers they love it. <laughs> I must say that is five star service right there carrying and, you know, bringing a mobile toilet. I think some people also call it a bush toilet with the group. That is incredible. Abdul, I do have a question for you real quick. I know that there are, you know, um, typically when you climb Kilimanjaro, you can choose to climb it in five days, six days, seven days. Some routes are even 10 days, 11 days. I'm curious what your favorite route or favorite routes are and how long each of those take. Depends, depends, depends uh, on uh, someone who wants to climb Kilimanjaro. But for me, from my experience, like even if you've been few days, it's not about the problem. It's, it's, it's the same thing because uh, on the mountain, what you need to what you need to do is to acclimatize. And the, the first acclimatization you do is when you are going pole pole. You gain altitude and also you acclimatize. So the first key is going pole pole. That's very important. Pole pole, very slow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even, if you're, even if you're taking, I mean, less days, and it's, it's also uh, very comfortable and uh, it's also very good. But we have five days Marangu route. We also have uh, six uh, or seven days Machame route. We also have seven days or eight days Lemosho route. We also have six days or seven days Rongai route. We also have uh, eight days Shira route. And you've done all of these multiple times. That is incredible. I've been I've been to the Mount Kilimanjaro everywhere on the mountain. I, I also have been to where volcano erupted a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we call the ash pits at the top. I've been there so many times. So I I camped at uh, the top uh, so many times. I've been to the top and camped there. I've been to the crater and camped there so many times. So my the Kilimanjaro mountain is like our home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's our home. It's our, it's our home. We say, first thing we say, it's our office and our home. I actually want to, I thought this was very interesting. So to give some context, when I climbed Kilimanjaro with Abdul and yes. Alan, we climbed the Marangu route because it yes. is the one with huts. And we were going when it was a little bit, little bit rainy season, kind of French season in, in May. Andrew and I both summited. Andrew is my husband, and it was an incredible experience. But I was surprised, actually. So I grew up watching the, from a, when I was a young girl, watching the movie The Lion King. And I had learned many words like Hakuna Matata, Rafiki. I'm curious, I'm gonna, I would love for you, Abdul, to tell us what some of these words mean, because I think a lot of people don't realize that those words are Swahili, right? Which is, you speak Swahili. Yeah. So what does Hakuna Matata actually mean? Yeah, Swahili, Swahili is our first language in Tanzania and our second language is English. So there are famous Swahili words that are very important people to know before coming to Tanzania 
They probably should know, like, Hakuna uh, Matata. Hakuna Matata, the very famous work in Tanzania. We also have, I see him uh, named Hakuna uh, Matata on Kilimanjaro. Uh, it means no worries. No worries. Everything will be good. <laughs> like that. Also, uh, we have another word. It's called uh, Jampo. You remember that one? Is that hello? Yeah, it's hello. Yeah, you remember. Jumbo is hello. Like Rafiki, Rafiki is a friend. Friend is Rafiki. So we have these, these words, which are also very interesting and more people know that. Also, talking about Kilimanjaro roots, the Marangu route is the only route on Kilimanjaro no? where uh, climbers are using huts. And it's the only route on Kilimanjaro where you can find uh, flush toilets uh, on every campsite except at the base camp where people use the uh, long drop toilets at the base camp. But uh, other toilets at the lower uh, campsites and also it's a hot facilities route. And in the hut we have toilets with good mattress and pillow. And this this Marangu route is very good, uh, especially during the rain season. Because during the rain season, you cannot it's not that we cannot. If you do uh, camping routes, like all the other routes are camping routes, we use tents. So if you use tents during the rain season, it could be not comfortable like using hearts. So yeah. that's the difference uh, of the, the Kilimanjaro route. All the other routes are camping routes, only except the Marangu route. Yes, yes, which is the one that I did. But as we've been chatting already about this, Abdul, I'm really excited to be coming back in January. So in about... What is that? Uh, well, I'm going in July oh, and then ja- January to climb. I'm bringing a group of of my friends that I've been waiting to bring for a long time to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And we're not sure if we'll do the Morungu or one of the other routes because I have um, January. Oh, I, I would recommend uh, doing the other route because... Uh, the camping route. Marangu, yes. Yeah, so when you're coming, you're coming again. Yes. Experience the other route. And that's what I'm really excited for. I feel like I missed out on the mobile bush toilet and I want that experience. So I'm going to have to go and... <laughs> you remember I told you we normally using toilets when you get to camp, but when we are hiking from camp to camp, we normally use bushes. And I told you and Andrew that uh, we have the mountain speech that uh, if you go to the bush, if you are peeing, you say that you are, you are sending... A, a text. But if you are taking a shit, you say that you are sending a fax because it takes longer. <laughs> <laughs> so peeing is, yeah, peeing is sending a text and going the other one, number two, is sending a fax because it takes longer. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, well, it's amazing how many different routes there are up Kilimanjaro and that's so incredible. And another thing as well that I thought was very unique when I climbed Kilimanjaro um, is that you actually go through, is it four? Four different climatic zones. So it's very diverse, the mountain. Is that correct? Are there four different climatic zones, Abdul? Do you, do you know, can you tell us what each of those are? We start at the vegetation zone. Then, then we go to uh, rainforest zone. Then we go to the moorland zone, which is with, is with the heather, with the short trees. Then yep. we go to alpine desert zone. Then we go to the summit and arctic zone. 
That is amazing. So actually not four, there's five, five different, what we would call climatic zones, but I think- Yeah, five. Yeah, five. Which, I, which is so incredible because- you know, as you're climbing the mountain, it's never the same because each day you're either in the the rainforest or the Arctic or or the yeah. sorry the Arctic tundra. Kilimanjaro has something to offer, special to offer you every day. You're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes. I would love to kind of. You've told us so many great things about Kilimanjaro. I think everyone watching this, um, in some way has Kilimanjaro on their bucket list now. If not, it's a dream of theirs. And I want to just say, I climbed Kilimanjaro about a couple years ago and I was young. I, you know, I was, I did train for it, but it was not, it was, it was mentally hard, but it was not as physically hard as I thought. And so it is accessible, I think, to a lot more people than you think. So if you are maybe concerned about climbing Kilimanjaro or don't know if you are, you know, in the physical space to do so. I just want to let you know that you are. And with a little bit of training and preparation, you can climb what I would say one of, is one of the most beautiful mountains in the world and hopefully do it with Abdul. Not only that, Kilimanjaro is a, it's a freestanding mountain in the world. It's a mountain that stands by herself and doesn't depend on any mountain. There is no change. On Mount Kilimanjaro, mm. and also it's the highest mountain in the African continent. The roof of Africa, right? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah, that's how you call it, the roof of Africa, and also it's in the uh, seven summits. Yes, yes. And Abdul, I would love, I would love to maybe transition. We're kind of, we've been chatting for a little bit over thirty minutes now. We've learned so many great things about you, about Kilimanjaro, but I would love to ask some questions specifically to you about some of your favorite things just to kind of end. So and I'll kind of alternate with Alexa here, but my first one is I thought the food in Tanzania was incredible and I would love to hear what your favorite thing to eat in at home or what your favorite food is in Tanzania. Oh, uh, first, uh, I, I can talk about myself for my family. That's great. And I can... Uh, Talk on behalf because uh, I know. So the favorite food that we are uh, taking in Tanzania is called the ugali. Ugali is made by corns, uh, you know, corn flour. Yep. You know, you know, maize. Yep. yep. So from maize flour, we made it like a porridge, and we make it harder. It's like mashed potato. We make it harder. So we eat it with the with the sauce, could be with the uh, beef, could be with the vegetable. Yeah, we also our also favorite food because we do not have one favorite food. Okay, Abdul. Besides hiking Kilimanjaro, what is something that someone should experience in Tanzania? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Tanzania. What what's something they should do? Is it the food? Is it? Yeah exploring more of the national park, what is it that they should experience besides hiking Kilimanjaro? Yeah, we also have uh, wildlife in Tanzania. We have uh, wild animals that uh, someone can come and uh, we take to the uh, other safari national parks that people can see the wildlife that we have. We have all the big five. I mean, the animals that are very interesting, you see? So... Make people come to 
Tanzania, they will see all these wildlife animals. What are some things that people often forget to pack that are like very helpful or that, you know, would, would help them on their experience climbing Kilimanjaro? Climbing Kilimanjaro, you have to be, you have to be well equipped. You have to, you need to have right gears. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I think Akanela you expedition, you have, uh, you have this list on your website. People can go and visit and see the list because uh, the list is, 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 is quite uh, big. So I probably do not mention all of them. But <laughs> starting, from the, starting from the shoes, you should have uh, good hiking shoes that uh, will cover your anchor so that when you are hiking the mountain, you will not twist your anchor. Also, you need to have a couple pairs of socks, which are good socks. Uh, those can be warm. You can, can make you warm on the mountain. Uh, also, you need to have uh, uh, long underwear, those tight, uh, long tights. You need to have them, a uh, couple of them, like three or two, tight, two pairs. Uh, also, you need to have uh, warm pants. You need to have uh, red pants. You need to have uh, like uh, two warm pants. And uh, on top, you need to have uh, a ski pants, like a summit pants. The one that you lose when you're going to the summit. I love that. And I guess kind of as we're wrapping this up, our, our final question. We're good to go into the final okay. question, Alexa. Yeah. Cool. I know that we kind of covered a lot of different things um, and hopefully have inspired many of you to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. But Abdul, I would love for you to share with everyone that will that is listening, everyone that will hear this, what is the number one reason why people should come climb Mount Kilimanjaro? Kilimanjaro is a life-changing experience. If people have their, if people who could have their stress back home, or and they think uh, where they can go and refresh mind and meeting new people, uh, having new adventure, uh, something very far. Like people thinking that Africa is a dangerous place, but uh, it's not like that. You have been here. People are very good. People are very welcoming. Uh, someone is thinking where to go and uh, having uh, a very different and interesting, unforgettable experience. You should choose Kilimanjaro. Yeah. So if you if you climb Kilimanjaro, it means you are helping a lot of people, a lot of families. You're changing life of many families. You're blessing many families. So it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. It's, a, it's something very special. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, Kilimanjaro truly is a life-changing experience. Thank you, Abdul, so much for sharing this with us. We're going to go ahead and you've spent the past hour with us and we're so grateful. I couldn't agree more that Kilimanjaro is such a life-changing experience. If you haven't climbed it, make sure to put it on your bucket list. Not only, you know, as Abdul mentioned, will it, you know, change your life and impact your perspective and, you know, help you get through maybe things that are challenging that you're going through right now. But it also has a huge impact on the local people, local communities, and is an opportunity to give back in a sustainable way to the people in Tanzania. And so we're very excited to have had Abdul on this podcast and Stay tuned for many Kilimanjaro treks in the future. I know I will be there in January climbing with Abdul and there are treks essentially every month. So we're very excited and yeah, make sure to add Kilimanjaro to your bucket list. And thank you so much, Abdul. This yeah, has been a thank great- Thank you. It was so nice to meet you. You're welcome. Me too. 
Thank you so much for listening to this podcast made in partnership with Akinella Expeditions. Don't forget to listen in next week and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. That really helps boost the podcast so we can bring it to even more listeners. And we'll be coming to you from, who knows, our home in the United States or from 35,000 feet. Until next week. Bye.